0: What's going on, Jabronis, and welcome to another episode of Jabroni Sports. Uh, this is Jabroni Sports. We are back from a uh, another another hiatus. <laughs> well, we had curfew. I mean, we literally couldn't do the show. I mean, we had curfew. Uh, yeah, we we were pretty much weren't allowed to leave leave our homes after uh, seven p.m. After seven o'clock, uh, traveling in Kenosha was not a great idea uh for for a while here it was outlawed yeah you and i didn't
1: feel like being a vigilante <laughs>
0: no, i mean we i guess we're not a vigilante podcast
1: no that's <laughs> our, that's the other podcast i do on friday nights yeah, that <laughs> the vigilante hour
0: that one's for more of the weekend crowd yeah our, i mean uh, you gotta be a little lit. yeah our weekday podcast is, is a little bit more uh straight and narrow um but we are back uh, it's good to be back Nice, nice to get back in the rhythm here appreciate you guys for listening as i said this is jabroni sports you can find us on twitter at jabroni underscore sports my name is aj first and now you can find me on twitter at aj f-u-e-r-s-t-e-n-a-u joining me this evening as always is
1: you can find me um the internet at it's gonzo um and yeah uh, also, send us an email. Have we gotten any emails? I haven't checked. We uh, we did get one
0: just before we went to air here, so we will. Uh, oh, just before air? Yeah, we'll make. We'll do make... we have an
1: old one we didn't answer? Uh, we, do we do. We do about a, a specific match. Okay, a, a wrestling match. Yes, that we didn't. Yeah, that is correct. We can. Sorry, we can
0: Kyle. We'll hit that at the end. Uh,
1: so, sorry, Kyle. I don't watch WWE, but I made an exception
0: for you. Say we we made sure to to go back and watch that particular uh, that match, but. Uh, yeah, we do do have a couple emails. We'll make sure we get to. Uh, you can email us by emailing jabroni is it just jabroni sports at gmail.com. Yes, it is. All right, excellent. So we got all the uh, all the mentions out of the way there. Now um, <clears throat> yeah, let's just get rolling today. Okay. Um, all
1: right, I'll start. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Baker is not at <laughs> the games. He's not at the Astros game. He couldn't take the pressure. Uh, the Astros are the hated, most hated team in all the sports right now. He couldn't take the pressure, so he has hired someone. I'm not sure if it's a robot or a real person. <laughs> um, still, still trying to figure that out. But um, I do know that oh, geez, that's a long email. That Dusty Baker does not show his face or his hands. He wears gloves and a face mask. I mean, which I mean, good, good for him, but. I have a theory that Dusty Baker is not actually at those games.
0: Um yeah, cuz we don't we don't really see Dusty ever, ever maskless. No. Unless it's after the game, which he looks like he's in his home. So we we suspect that Dusty Baker is not actually managing the Houston is it Astros. A, would it be a surrogate? I, yeah, there's a surrogate Dusty Baker. Uh, also, he doesn't do mound visits. No, he's not. He's not interested in those. Somebody else comes out there. Um, that, well, because the more he would expose himself, the, the higher chance there'd be of someone finding out. Yeah. Um, so we have. It to might make, be a
1: son. Yeah. His son's grown now, so <laughs> it could be his son. <laughs>
0: So Dusty's got his children out there. They're not sitting on his lap anymore. No. This they're, time
1: they're managing baseball games yeah, for him. Yeah,
0: they're out there, out there. I still think he's in the person's ear. Okay, so he's got, it's kind of like a. He's managing, it's just not. Imagine the managing Astros. Managing from So there. the Astros are using technology once again to to circumvent things. Yeah. I guess we really are shouldn't, you su- shouldn't, shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I shouldn't. shouldn't be. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty on brand for them. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think that uh, we may we may be onto something because I don't see anyone else talking about it, and I'm I, I know it's it's not probably what you guys expected us to start the show off with, but it's important, and we we think you need to know. Um,
1: in other news, I'm I'm just airing of grievances. If these fucking belate snappers yesterday, they wanted to be called the the, the name they. All right, let's hold on. I guess i got to do a little history. Not everyone knows the Beloit Snappers. Beloit Snappers are a single-A affiliate of the Oakland Athletics, Mm -hmm. and they are building a beautiful new stadium in Beloit, which is probably going to be one of the few things that's beautiful in Beloit, (laughs) except the waterfront's nice. I'll give them that. But uh, their stadium, or their uh, team, they want to rename, which I think Snappers is a great name, good logos, good alternates. Everything's pretty good. So, they want to rename, and the name, they, they're every day this week, they're introducing a new name via their Twitter. So, if you are listening, please follow their Twitter and tell them what you think of their names. The name they introduced yesterday was the Cheese Balls.
0: The Beloit Cheese Balls.
1: And today was the Beloit Moo. The Beloit Moo? Moo. Yep, in honor of Wisconsin <sighs> Dairy Farmers. That's,
0: so they're, mm, wow. Which one is worse? Moo, Yeah. Moo feels... Uh, Nah, cheese balls. Moo feels really lame. cheese balls is worse. What other... I'm trying to think of other team names that are an onomatopoeia. What's an... I forgot what an onomatopoeia is. An onomatopoeia is just when you make a word for a sound. So moo is really just the sound that we attribute to what cows make. I I can't think of another team name. It would have to be like like bang or crash or pow or zoom or like something like like a word that is just a sound being put to words i I don't know if i can think of anything else ah, no like I the, can't. J- the jazz is a type of music but that doesn't feel doesn't feel the same it's a little it's a little because uh, jazz is at least also a noun like moo is either a verb or just an onomatopoeia like that's you you, you you cannot... Can you have a moo? Can you possess yeah. a moo? Yeah, you can have a moo. You, you can have a moo? Yeah, that's probably somebody calls chocolate milk a moo. <laughs> like, I, I got a moo over here. <laughs> I got a moo over or here. Or just a regular milk, I guess. If uh, if somebody calls milk a moo, <laughs> I, I think that you need to be careful around that person. I'm going to start it. Uh, dude, I'm just drinking a moo over here. What? No I mean, I don't milk. drink it, so it'd be tough, but... Do you think that they're gonna serve if they change their name to the moo that there'll be just milk available at at the ball games now? I think in addition to, I don't think it'll be solely milk. It'll just be supplementing the, the pre existing options. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah. Um those, I mean those are horrible though. I don't
1: think on a hot summer day I'd want a glass of milk mm.
0: with my <laughs> milk, hot dog. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> the amount of people throwing up milk in the parking lot is gonna be pretty high it's gonna be alarming oh my those are those are genuinely awful though or these are like finalists too yeah so these are like I,
1: I'm after the moo today I think that they're trolling I think that they're just gonna keep the snappers it's uh, it it can't they can't possibly to, no. think that either one of those names are acceptable oh no. <laughs> like I thought maybe they would have a couple names that I'm like ah oh, maybe I could like I'm I'm Against the name change, but if it's going to happen, like, I'm trying to have an open mind. Yeah. But I can't
0: uh, over cheese balls or moo. Those are just so bad. So just corny and ugh. Like, I can already see if they're the moo. Like, they'd have, like, their alternate uniform would have, like, the cow, like, splatches. I just, I know they'd do something like that. Like. Of course. I, I can't. It's, it's too Wisconsin. It's too Wisconsin for me to get behind cheese balls or moo. Like, I get it. We we have we have dairy here. So I guess we have to have – can we just be like the, the Beloit calcium? Is that going to be next? I'd do it. The, 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 the Beloit. Our cows are happier than California's. Just go out there and just, just shoot some shots right at California's throat. I mean, fuck them, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's our biggest competition so. between Wisconsin and the state of California is, uh, is, is, is our farming. Yeah, I mean, we have a long rivalry. Yeah, because California, California likes to say that they are, are, are the farming capital of the world. and uh, They're not. Here in Wisconsin, we know that's not true. Also, we need it a lot more than they do. Just like that rain today. Oh, we really, we really didn't need this well, rain. Well, the problem is that we
1: should be the land of lakes because we have more lakes than Minnesota.
0: I know, and they're out there like, dude, ten thousand oh. lakes, like, yeah, which well, not even impressive because we have more than that. I, uh, they're so proud of their stupid lakes.
1: They named their basketball team after that.
0: Yeah, they just they can't. Minnesota, Minnesota swagger jacked our lake, our lake style. We have fifteen thousand lakes. Yeah, easy, easy. Got them. 10,000 lakes, that's cool. What if we had another 5,000? Minnesota
1: has eleven 1, hundred, eight hundred
0: and forty-two. That's We so, have
1: 15,074.
0: So that's not even close. No, not really. Yeah, and so when it comes to lakes, we got you. Why don't we just start playing that up? That's Because uh, we I'm, like Minnesota. They're like Canada to us. Just like our friendly northern neighbor? Yeah. We don't want to be too aggressive.
1: Well, we know they're they're no harm.
0: Yeah, it. I mean, it makes sense. They're probably a state that we're going to have to align with when when the civil war happens again. Exactly. So we gotta, we gotta keep them play. happy. Yeah, we gotta play it safe. We gotta
1: <laughs> play nice with Minnesota, Illinois, Michigan, yeah. Iowa. I think might slip into the South. Iowa's gonna gonna try. Indiana, same same thing. I think. Oh darn. Indiana. We gotta not- figure out. The only problem with that is we have to figure out a way through Indiana because you have to go from. The Chicagoland area—you have to go through Indiana to get anywhere east.
0: Yeah, so that's going to be tough. Once that becomes unsafe enemy territory, we're going to have to really have some roundabout ways on uh, on MapQuest. Can we just have a bridge over Indiana? Just like a sky bridge that just goes over it. Yeah, because it's in the air then, so it doesn't—it doesn't have to abide by Indiana laws. <laughs> no Indiana law. Yeah, it's like being on international seawaters. I'm <laughs> in international airspace right now on this. State. Like one of our favorite movies. <laughs> the Indiana Sky Bridge, okay, which is not actually sponsored by the state of Indiana because it encourages people to not stop in the state of Indiana. Isn't Indiana's slogan, America's Crossroads? It is. It is. Yeah. Because they are proud of being a state that uh, you just drive through and go that somewhere gets in else. get the way of things. Yeah, like, oh, hey. The next four and a half hours, you're going to be going through Indiana, bud. Sorry about that. Here we are. Sorry, you want to get to your destination. Here's Indiana. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of windmills, though. A lot of windmills lot in the great of state windmills. of Indiana. It's got that going for it, so that's, that's it's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, all right. Now any any other suggestions for, uh, for some snappers' nicknames? Uh, for me? Mm-hmm. I think Snappers is fine. Yeah, um, it's, I, 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 I sent them a strongly worded email oh, sorry. Ooh, saying should. that uh, it, it should just remain Snappers, because it should. Uh, Snappers is, is a totally fine name. It's very distinct. It's unique. Uh, to me, it's synonymous with the Beloit baseball team. Um, and, yeah, to me, it's kind of a situation of a, if, if it ain't broken, don't fix it.
1: Uh, otherwise, the n- name that comes to mind that describes <laughs> Beloit is Rusty.
0: <laughs> the Beloit rust, yeah. <laughs> the Beloit late stage capitalism. <laughs> it's a little, it's a the little. Too high of the nose. Rust belt. Beloit better than Janesville's.
1: They are better than Janesville. People, I got that going for people, him. People disagree with you, but I, I beg to differ. I'll take you on a tour of Beloit and show you the nice parts, and I'll take you on a tour of Janesville. And try to
0: show you the nice parts. There is no nice parts. It's going to be difficult, but yeah. I'll take you in the mall and you'll get depressed. (laughs) We might, yeah. If you go to like the nice part of Janesville, you might just end up at like a Culver's or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the nice part is just the string of chain restaurants that they've brought in. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, hey, look at this culture we have. Oh,
1: yes, because your P.F. Chang's is located <laughs> next to your fucking Olive
0: Garden. So, yes, yeah, so our, much culture. Our downtown has a new Chipotle. It's very exciting. Ooh.
1: Mm. Oh, that's, I don't fuck, I want to go off. but
0: Too bad they make you pay extra
1: for the guac. Fuck Chipotle. This podcast is Team Qdoba.
0: Yeah, Qdoba. Qdoba, Qdoba.
1: send us those free-for-life cards. I'll fucking be okay. I'll be able to get by if I have free Qdoba for life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, Qdoba. Q-doba I'm, I'm big brand loyal on that
0: one. I'm a, I'm a Qdoba boy all day.
1: Uh, we, should, we should be buying local, man. But, I mean, local should. Mexican restaurants aren't open certain days at of 10, the week. 10 o'clock and certain days. Uh,
0: man, it's unfortunate. We do. We do support our local our local restaurant. I mean, basically the one. But Los Tacos gets, gets... What's gets, up, Los Taquitos? Gets, Los Taquitos, definitely, definitely a friend of the show.
1: friend, friend of
0: the show. <laughs> they, they, they might not be aware of it, but they are. They are. They if you're are. Ever, ever in the greater Kenosha area, I yeah. uh, rec, highly recommend Los Taquitos. Yeah. I have the other Mexican
1: local place I support, but I don't know how to say the name. The so. name? Yeah. It's- but yeah, it's, it's
0: safe to come to Kenosha now. If you want to come, come and have some low taquitos. It's probably fine. I mean, all the stuff's boarded up, anyways, so. Yeah. There's, <laughs> I think that's just going to be yeah. the new forever. If you're inside of a
1: building, there'll be no light inside that building. That's natural. Mm-hmm. So just get
0: used to that. It's cool. It's one of my favorite games to play. Like, is that place open or not? You never know. It's, Usually it's there's hard. something spray-painted Yeah, that says open. Yep. Otherwise, it's really difficult because there's almost, there's like a couple cars in the parking lot. Everything's boarded up. There's murals on the boards, but like, I don't know. I feel uh, like everyone went a little too wild. What, with, with the murals? No.
1: The murals are board, cool. Boarding up. Yeah, boarding up. They're boarded oh. up in parts. I'm like,
0: they, nobody's out here, dude. There's for sure businesses that boarded up where I was like, really? <laughs> like, you're flattering yourself.
1: I think they board. some people must have boarded up to be like, in hopes that something happened to get tax money. <laughs> like, please. Or, or, uh, insurance yeah. money.
0: People were fingers crossed. Please loot this business. We tried. We boarded it up. <laughs> we drew attention to ourselves. I mean, we did everything we could, and we didn't get looted. So now I guess we just keep the boards forever.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how long it goes until you can unboard things. Mm. What's the rules
0: on unboarding? Yeah, has anyone? if we have any listeners out in like Minneapolis or other Portland or other cities where where there's been issues with looting? Um, when when do you when do you start taking the boards off? What's the Chicago? I guess as well. Well, Chicago is just like every other week now. Yeah, Chicago. That's just part of life there. It's like oh, they shut down downtown Chicago today. <laughs> you can't get in or out. Hope you're not stuck down there and from out of town because you're you live there now. Yep, well, that's. That's where you live now. It's just
1: like, uh, what's that movie where, like, once a year you could just kill and murder and all that? It's,
0: yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's, the no. <laughs> it's,
1: the, it's the Purge. It's The Purge. Downtown
0: Chicago <laughs> is just recreating The Purge. The Perma Purge. The Perma Purge. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's good times. It, it's times. We are. These are these are some unprecedented times that we're living in here. So, Kyle's email from before was about uh, Pat McAfee.
1: Pat actually. McAfee. hell yeah. of a match, Kyle. Hell yeah. of a match. Yeah. Um, I don't really have, like, I don't have much to say. I don't think a ton of our listeners listen to wrestling, but the, the the dive to the outside didn't impress me much. I mean, there was, like, ten people catching him. But the spot where he, like, basically box jumped to the top rope yeah. and then, like, flipped off, like that, that that was the one that I'm like, oh, okay. He might he might be pretty good. But I, I kind of think it's uh, once or twice a year at most for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if I had to get, I don't think he's going to be working full time with them or anything. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're not familiar with WWE, but familiar with Pat McAfee, the uh, former NFL punter slash uh, personality podcaster, uh, wrestled a match with with World Wrestling Entertainment, and uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, he uh, was, not bad. He was working with Adam Cole, who's one of the the better, I would say, in ring talents and well, just general talents in the company. And they had, uh, put on a heck of a performance. So, if you uh, are a fan of Pat McAfee or even tangentially a fan of wrestling, I highly recommend checking out Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole from uh, NXT Takeover. I don't remember the name. It's thirty, maybe. I was, they have they have different names for all of them. But if you it was yeah. triple X. Triple X, There you go. So yeah. So it was yeah, thirty, but if, if you uh, if you Google Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, or you're uh, you know want to sign up for the WWE network for for. Nine ninety nine for some reason. Uh, those are, those are some options that are available to you. So yeah, definitely. Thank appreciate the uh, recommendation, Kyle, and uh, highly recommend that match as well. Just to let you know, Kyle, if you do want to talk wrestling, that's fine, but
1: you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to start watching AEW because that's where I'm
0: at. Big AEW boy. Oh, big AEW, Mark. Oh, AEW, AEW. Uh, I mean, it's a better product. Uh, sure. yeah, especially especially during the uh, Corona. Yeah, it's been a much better product. Uh, aside from their last pay per view, which was pretty disappointing, for being pretty yeah. honest here. But uh,
1: it was it was too long. Yeah, four
0: four hours is too long for. Tooth and nail match was good. Yeah, like four hours for any programming at this point is is, is t- it's a, it's a big ask. Yeah, <clears throat> like I don't I don't know i don't have the attention span for four hours of, of much of anything so it's wrestling is not really one of those exceptions um i don't know if anything a, a baseball yeah I was gonna say, baseball like a real like sporting event quote unquote sorry sorry guys um but yeah like sometimes that'll be fine but four four hours oof. it's a lot yeah it's not you gotta buckle up um should we, just, should we just go straight into Kyle's other email here, then? Yeah, you want to read it? Yeah. He's got uh, <clears throat>
1: questions, I think.
0: So, first off, is this the subject is, is this a box email? Yeah, I guess it is. So, uh, I hope this finds you well or curled up on the couch because you ate too much tomato soup. I, I'm doing well at the moment, so thank uh, you.
1: Not a fan of tomato soup. I mean, no, it me either. a too much heartburn.
0: Yeah, I, only if it has, like, rice in it or some other. There has to be, like, a texture with the tomato soup or else I'm not a fan. Um, hey, fellas. What's going on? I have some Milwaukee Buckaroos questions for you guys to ponder. First question, which was more frustrating, Milwaukee losing four straight to Toronto last year in the Eastern Conference Finals or Milwaukee losing four out of five to Miami in the second round this year? Um, more frustrating, I would say,
1: last year. Wait, what? Was, more frustrating is the question? Yeah. Uh... I think for me this year is more frustrating because last year, like, at least that team won it. It was like, Kalei Leonard, like, I'm I, I, I I'm, I'm often wrong on my takes, but I just I don't see how the Heat are that good. Like, I don't see the Heat going against any team in the West and being competitive. Like, and, again, I, I've been wrong about things in the past. I'm not always, I'm not always correct, but I just – I know, like – how was Jimmy Butler on a team last year with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and they couldn't get further than the second round? But all of a sudden, Jimmy's on a team with lesser talents and they're better. Like, I always thought Jimmy was a locker room cancer. Now, like, Jimmy's good with... Yeah, I don't understand. It's upside down world. Maybe Jimmy just found his chi with drinking enough Michelob Ultra. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think, I think Miami has a, a, a awesome blend of players. Uh, I think one of the best parts about Miami is that Jimmy doesn't really have to do a lot of scoring for them to be successful. Uh, Jimmy kind of facilitates. He play makes. He plays really good defense. Um, he, he gets to the line a ton, which is hugely beneficial for them. And then otherwise, it's mostly just setting up guys that shoot 40% on threes. Um, you're kicking out the Duncan Robinson. Tyler Hero has been a supernova since they got inside the bubble. Uh, Jay Crowder's playing some of the best basketball of his life. Bam taken taking a step forward. Goran Dragic has turned back the clock. I, I I thought Goran Dragic was cooked three years ago, and he was probably the second-best player in this series for Miami. Um, yeah, the only reason I say that last year is more frustrating is just because this year I had no expectations. By the time we got to this series, the Bucks had showed me enough in the bubble that I did not expect them to win the series, um, so I, I wasn't really yeah the
1: second su- round man
0: I know but and the Heat I just don't feel I thought the Heat were definitely one of the teams built to take advantage of the Bucks defensive system, um, and I think in the first two or three games you saw a ton of it where the Heat would drive to force the collapse, which the Bucks' whole defensive game plan is take away take away the rim, take away paint looks. And they were doing that, but actually that's kind of what Miami wants you to do because then they get to kick it out to all of their great shooters. Now, in games four and five, um, the Bucks did adjust, and they did a really good job of switching on Miami's little like, off, off-ball screen actions. Uh, they were playing passing lanes much better. They forced a lot more turnovers. They just, generally speaking, had Miami's offense a lot more out of sorts. Uh, but for it to take three games to do that is, is unacceptable. And I I just don't think that the Bucks were ever ever going to be able to score enough in the half court to win that series. Um, the Bucks the Bucks had to get easy looks in transition because they couldn't couldn't consistently generate offense against Miami's half court defense. And that is both a, a, a praise of Eric Spolstra and a condemnation of Mike Buttonholzer. Oh, uh, you mean regular season, Mike? Yep. So Mike Mike was to me they're, they're, it's kind of two sides of the same coin. They both were just situations where it feels like Bud was thoroughly out game plan, out prepared, uh, and out coached. Yeah, like in, in neither case were the Bucks particularly overwhelmed from a talent standpoint. Uh, but if you when you when you watched the games, it was apparent why they were losing. Uh, the other team was doing something to the Bucks that the Bucks weren't used to, and they didn't react to it. They didn't adjust to it, and they're going home. For the for the second time before reaching the finals, which I think was kind of the bar for success each of the last two seasons.
1: Uh I think last season, going into last season, I, I think Eastern Conference Finals was fine. Once Giannis was the MVP, I think it elevated to NBA Finals. But
0: yeah, once yeah once because especially like how dominant the Bucks were the first two rounds of the playoffs also. I mean, sweeping sweeping the Pistons with an average of like twenty two points per game, uh, losing well, game one pistons to Boston the and then play. blitzing them in four straight after that, like being up two zero. So, like those are all those are all the reasons that last year was more frustrating for me is just because it felt more like a collapse, whereas this year just felt like a continuation of mediocre basketball that they had been playing. I just felt like it was a collapse once they got, once they got to the bubble. Exactly, but by the time they got to Miami. What like this like frustrating like no I was past that I was frustrated in the seeding games I I was frustrated when they were letting Orlando hang with them basically every single game and and losing a game in that series like that was frustrating but to, to me
1: it comes down to a quote from one of the greatest nah, I'm not even gonna lie from a head coach
0: uh they are who we thought they were. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what it was for me. Is that yeah, the, the, the bubble bucks were not not the same bucks that we saw from October through March, and it just never it never felt right. It never looked right. Um, nothing. Some, something. I don't know what it was. If I'm being honest, something didn't click. But they absolutely like were not the same team that they were. Their defense, their defense didn't show up till ugh ungodly late, um, and the half court offense was just the same stuff like. Thought you know, if you thought the layoff would would give Bud time to game plan and kind of be able to find potential adjustments for for future playoff opponents, none of that happened. Um, so that aspect is is extremely frustrating. But again, I, I think I think we kind of knew that. Yeah, I did. Like I, I think we kind of knew that Bud is Bud Bud loves his system a lot. It, it wins him a lot of games. He's had a lot of success with it. He's won Coach of the Year awards with it. Um, but it's fairly one dimensional. It, it, it wants to, to do basically one thing offensively, you know, the space and pace. And that's all well and good until teams are playing you in a way that forces your mediocre shooters to be the ones taking those threes, that forces Giannis to be trying to do one on three attacking the basket against you know Bam Adebayo and then two elite wing defenders crashing to help. Yeah. Um and that's just it's asking a lot. It's asking a lot and it's it's ugly. It's going to it's going to be it's an indictment of the of the team in a lot of ways. It's an indictment of the supporting cast. Um it's frankly a bit of an indictment on Giannis that it, Kind of looked the first three games looked very similar to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah, they did. In terms of the way he was struggling to score, um, failing to kind of adjust his game, um, and I think that could be a difficult conversation that has to be had with Giannis this this, this off season. Is when- I
1: I I mean, if we're gonna keep it real, I think Giannis isn't like Giannis could be your best player, but Giannis isn't a closer, mm-hmm. and I. Like, it's, it's not like a LeBron situation where where people were on LeBron's case about, like, LeBron doesn't want to take the last shot. Which, I mean, I, I totally disagree. I think LeBron was just like, well, do you want me to shoot the shot with three guys on me, or do you want Mo Williams, who's shooting 40% on the season, to shoot this wide-open three? Like, yeah. but, like, Giannis, like, speaking of that team, like, Mo Williams... Probably better than Chris Middleton, but that's a whole another debate. No. Mo Williams had a really good year, man. As, anyway.
0: Yeah. I don't think Mo Williams is better than Chris Middleton, but anyways.
1: That season versus this season. Um anyway. Um I just don't think that you can ask Giannis to be your closer. And I don't think I don't think the player I don't think the team is built around Giannis's Skill set, like you have a point guard that can't shoot. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton is asked to dribble the ball and create plays quite often. When I think he's a, a three, I think he's he could be the premier three and D guy in the NBA. At least two years ago, I thought that. Now I'm like I don't know anymore. I mean, might have fucked with his head being an all star and like I just Dante Divincenzo shit the bed. Played uh, really Pat well. Did Gonne- what? I did very
0: well today. Yeah. Okay. Well, up uh, until today, probably probably their best two-way player today.
1: Um, Pat Connaughton, I don't know how he played today, but up until today, not very good. No. He had the horrible bubble. Um, I guess Brook Brook played pretty well up until today, or Brook
0: played well, but not great. Yeah, Brooke's, but he played Brooke's, well. Brooks Brooks limitations though are very exploitable, yeah. which is the problem. The things that Brooke can't do well, he will never be able to do well. No. Um, the Some of the assignments that Brooke ends up having to have on, on some of the pick-and-roll coverages are just unwinnable for him. Brooke but, can't step up and guard a, a, a ball handler with a live dribble. Yeah. That's just going to be a straight line drive to the basket every time.
1: But you, you can't, like, even Kawhi last year had Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry can knock down a shot. He can create off, like... That's not Chris Middleton's game. You you keep, like, I, I'm a Chris Middleton hater, fully admit it. But you're asking Chris to do something he's not good at. It'd be like asking Barry Bonds to go lay down a fucking bunt. Yeah, like, go.
0: go get you're go asking
1: over. Chris to, hey, stop doing what you're good at and start doing what you're not that great at and just dominate and just, you know, still be good, still be an all-star when you're Trying to dribble out of a double team and trying to create an open look for yourself, like I like, Giannis can be your second option or Chris can be your second option, but you need a third option to close down games. Yeah, it, it's not Giannis. I don't think it'll unless Giannis develops a crazy shot. Like Giannis's shot at, at times is good, but Giannis also can't make free throws down the stretch. Yep. so you don't want him being your closer. Chris Middleton can't get an open shot. Eric Bledsoe's is just going to dribble and pass up an open layup for a three that's contested. Like, who? you have to have a closer, and they don't have a closer. Yeah. And I think that people just look past that all season, and it's like, oh, these playoff games, a lot of them are scored by a shot or decided by a shot. Like
0: You want Giannis had- taking that? Because they'll follow the shit out of them, and it'll be over. Everybody hates mid-range jumpers until it's the last two minutes of a playoff game. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I think about it like that was game one of this series was when it like sank into me that like yeah Miami has Jimmy who's like a traditional closer he's like a real go get your own shot wherever you need to go get it type guy um, somebody who can put the ball down attack knock down a contested mid-range jumper um, just do all of the things that you need to do it's just it's too easy to play Giannis with the saggy defense and not get punished for it because his three-point shot still isn't there to the point where you really have to, like, respect it. No. So as long as that's the case, he's going to keep seeing, especially in those half-court sets that you get into at the end of games, he's going to keep seeing defenses that are just loaded up to stop him. And if they swing the ball and that means that it's a good look for George Hill or Dante DiVincenzo or whoever – I think other teams are going to live with that.
1: No, hundred percent.
0: Until, until that that's until that strategy is, is found to not be effective. Which I mean, two years in a row, it's been rather effective. Um, so I, I think the Bucks at this point, like balls in your court. You know, you know what teams are going to do to you come playoff time. You know the type of, of the type of looks that you're not going to get. Um, I don't know where you find that guy though. To, to be that closer. You I, had that guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I
1: think Brogdon could have easily formed Brogdon's into con- that guy.
0: Contested shot maker. Yeah. Brogdon was 40, a guy. 40,
1: 50, 90 guy. I mean, just yep. let him walk. I mean, fucking A.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, genuinely good secondary ball handler. Like, so I... It, I he does,
1: the closer doesn't need to be a superstar. No.
0: No, not at all. Lou Will could be your closer. Like... yeah. I mean, Lou will is a superstar. No disrespect. Yeah, but Lou Will is absolutely that type of guy. Like, yeah, to a lesser extent, even a guy like Terrence Ross, yeah, can, can go be a closer. Watching my watching the the Magic series, I was like, God damn, it would be nice if the Bucks had a guy like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it really I would, I couldn't help but like just be a little bit jealous of, of the Magic. The fact Ter- that Terrence Ross, like that
1: man, I love Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross needs to be a six man on a fucking good team, and he'd be people would
0: finally recognize and give him proper due we could finally start touting T Ross the boss a little bit more on the show yeah we, I know we, we sure would like to I just, just don't give him any opportunities with him playing in Orlando amen brother not not a lot of chest pounding but yeah it's just glaringly obvious that the bucks do not have that guy and that that guy is not currently on your roster I don't know what you do about that I don't I I, I don't know where you go from here in so many ways um so I just, it's, there's, there's, there are a lot of questions that, that will have to be answered this offseason. Um, speaking of questions. I don't think
1: any of them will be. Oh, no, sorry, Kyle, you got a couple more.
0: All right, speaking of questions, let's get back to Kyle's email here. Number two, given the Bucks' abysmal at times play, I would say most of the time play in the bowl. Do you think that Milwaukee was fueled by momentum in the regular season and the layoff between COVID and bubble play just caused the? Blah, blah, blah. Um, no. I yeah, I don't know. I think they fueled by momentum. Eh, I'm not big on that. I, I think the Bucks actually weren't playing that great at the end of the regular regular season. Um, I think they just ran out of steam. They were kind of on a like they had lost like four out of five before the 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 shutdown happened. And it just kind of wasn't quite clicking the same way, and I think, I think you'd had like a year and a half of game tape at that point to realize that like, oh, this is just what the Bucks do every game. Like, I think the league had made an adjustment at that point, and things were beginning to get difficult. Um, would it have been beneficial for the Bucks to have to play through that earlier? Maybe, um, but yeah, I, I think you'd be ultimately be in the same boat. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the layoff in particular. Caused anything? I think
1: I, what happened was inevitable.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't. I never thought this like going like even coming back from from the bubble shutdown. I was not very optimistic on the Bucks' chances of, of winning a championship.
1: At any point in the last two years, my thoughts of the Bucks winning a championship have always been zero. I've, I don't they, think they were there I, when they
0: were up two zero against Toronto for me, but
1: I, I still didn't believe it. Yeah, that was I believe they could get to the finals. Yeah. But I don't I didn't think they could win a championship. But
0: um I don't I don't think that the, the the COVID or the bubble or any I just I don't know. Maybe but it's the same for every team, literally in this case. I, like, I think
1: it was gonna come down to this and they're just Bucks are built to win regular season games, they're coached to win regular season games. They're not built or coached to win playoff games. Yep. Yeah. Especially close ones that matter in there tough in physical games
0: yep number three where are we at on coach bud i think back Fire to back years of top two seeds in the east warrants him the old three-year try his, his, his leash is shorter
1: because we've seen this before yeah we've seen like for me like i was optimistic about the bud higher but like isn't this what Bud did in Atlanta? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, he wasn't as successful. He didn't have an MVP. They didn't make it to an Eastern Conference Finals. They have a
0: 61 season, though.
1: Exactly. Like, this is what Bud's good at. Yeah. He's good at squeezing the most.
0: That's part of why I thought they played so well the last two games. Yeah. I, I Everyone was shocked that they were competitive without Giannis. I, w- I wasn't. I, like... In a way, they were almost more of a bud team without Giannis. Um, they they because bud teams rarely, especially in Atlanta, rarely would have the ball stop on a guy the way that the ball stops when Giannis gets it because it has to. Like a lot of the stuff Giannis does, takes dribbles and probing a defense, but that's not really what Bud does. And I think Bud tweaked his scheme to fit Giannis a little bit but it's basically the same scheme that he had in Atlanta and I don't think a five game loss in the second round of the playoffs I don't think there's any way you can justify you went backwards yeah you you didn't go as far as you did the year before and it wasn't a particularly close series so I don't see how you could possibly sell the fan base on bringing Bud back, I've, swapping out a few of the end-of-the-rotation guys.
1: I think you have to blow it up. Everything. You don't keep anyone besides Giannis. Okay. Just to show Giannis you're committed to winning.
0: Okay. Um, Great, thanks for
1: the car alarm. Yeah,
0: we have a car alarm going off in the in the background now. That's, uh, part Let's of the, see part how of the, long that goes. Part of the joys of recording live here. Yeah. Um, I think... I th- if, if you can get Giannis to at least be open minded to the idea of if you try to retool around him, he's like Giannis in a way that a lot of stars are, is kind of an obstacle to the Bucks making major changes because Giannis likes everyone there. Tough, exactly. No, not everyone. There's he liked Jason Kidd. He liked, exactly. So that's what I'm saying, Giannis, is, Giannis
1: isn't gonna leave because you traded away his team and tried to rebuild with new guys. Yep,
0: Giannis's loyalty to individuals is often a detriment. Um, Giannis was crushed when they traded Thon Maker. Like, just because Giannis likes someone or something doesn't mean you shouldn't try to improve it. Uh, and I think that if they fall into that trap, that they will both be not improved and also not in the Yana sweepstakes a year from now. Yeah. I, I think that you have to make some meaningful changes. And I think I think Bledsoe's a really good contract to trade. Yep, I'll say that's no, number one. Number one on my off-season wish list is move Bledsoe for a point guard that can shoot. I say trade. There's not a single person that needs to stay. Like if you can move Bledsoe for for a point guard who can shoot, that's number one. That's where I'm starting my offseason. Um, I'm probably packaging the first round pick with somebody if I can if I can upgrade. I don't I don't need a rookie. Like I don't I'm not too interested in getting the 24th pick this year.
1: Could you get uh,
0: Mo Bamba and T. Ross the Boss for Chris Middleton? I would probably need more value on the Orlando end, if I'm being honest. But From uh, Orlando? Yeah. Uh,
1: they'll give you Mark Fultz.
0: Yeah. Sign me up, actually. All right. <laughs> That would definitely do it. Alright, let's put it in the trade machine and Yeah, see if, see, it works. see if it works. Shoot it feed it in there.
1: Let's let's I'll do it right now.
0: Fire up fire up the old trade machine. The old trade machine.
1: I'm yeah. not gonna do a fucking cock Bill Simmons and send out screenshots of it to show you who Boston can get.
0: Oh god. Uh number two is you decline the player option on Ersan Ilyasova. No, absolutely not. Free up uh free up another eight million that way. Um, Marvin Williams announced his retirement after the game I saw that, that was pretty So, I mean, congratulations to him on on a very good, underappreciated career, frankly
1: Oh, Jesus Christ
0: 30 mil (laughs) Hey, only four years left now, though This year is officially over Oh, of course, we're almost there So don't you worry about that We're halfway there Yeah, Chris Middleton will only have four years, 120 million left on his deal after this so Terrence Ross makes twelve and a half million, Mark Hill Fultz makes nine. We are adding Mo Bamba. Does it work? Try this trade. Boom. It's a success. Yeah. So success. that's
1: what the bulls should do.
0: Or the Bucks, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's what we got. Alright. That was just off top. There you um, go. I don't I don't see them trading Middleton. As as much no, as they I think won't. it would help them. I don't think there's any chance of that happening. I'm, I'm not saying first off, Middleton's
1: overpaid. I'm not saying Middleton's the problem and the reason they're winning, but Middleton
0: as your number two is a problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think they likely have to say goodbye to Pat Connaughton this offseason season, um, unless they want to pay him probably more than he's worth. Which yep. maybe. But yeah. what's the point? I, yeah, I was gonna say. I just think that a guy that didn't even play in the playoffs. Why
1: do you like? Yeah. Well he did, but he didn't play a factor. Like no,
0: like. I mean Dante Divincenzo just plays more minutes and it's the same guy essentially. And he's younger and yeah, like and you're not paying him as yeah, much. Like, like, uh, I don't really think I think that you can kind of again kind of pinch some pennies there. Like it's not an unworkable off season. There there's things the Bucks can do. It's nice that they do have a first round pick this year. They did not last year, so that gives you an additional asset to kind of try to t- try to work some things with. Um, it's an uphill battle though. Yeah. It's not going to get any easier. Uh, the Celtics' core is extremely young and still improving. Except for Kemba. Yeah. Uh, but there's your closer. Yeah. That's the one thing. Kemba hasn't been their leading scorer at all but he's in these closer. playoffs. But, man, in the last two minutes of games, Kemba can sure put you on roller skates and get that 18-footer whenever he wants it. Yep. He can absolutely just slice you up and... If you try to guard him one on one because you don't want to help off of Tatum and you don't want to help off of Jalen Brown, Kemba's just going to score. Yeah. Um. I mean, like you may have forgot that Kemba Walker was at Be one good. time considered, yeah, like one of the top three point guards in the NBA. Like he doesn't. Again, it's a team where he doesn't have to do heavy lifting all the time, but that's part of why they're dangerous. Like when you have those guys, the concept of a closer is not just saying this is the best player on your team. The best player on your team often is a closer, but it doesn't have to be by any stretch. Like the Bucks don't have that guy. And until you do, you're gonna keep losing these games that are one or two possession games in the last two minutes. Yep. The Bucks the Bucks clutch rating was one of the worst of, of all the playoff teams now. <laughs> Shocker. People would say, Well, it's just because they won so many games by blowout in the regular season, which is partially true, but also that means that they're getting fewer opportunities to have to figure out what they do in those situations. If There's you're nothing f- to figure out, though. What's that? There's nothing to figure no. out. But if you're never playing in those type of games, you don't have that weakness magnified. Correct. People don't. It's There's no opportunity to recognize your own deficiency in it because it doesn't happen. And when it does, it's, it's a regular season game, and it's so random and arbitrary, and you're like, whatever, we're still 40 and 14, like, who cares? But it matters because of now. Yeah. Um. It matters because of series like this, and it matters because it limits your ceiling. It it severely impacts your ceiling as a team. Like. By the way, this is not a good trade. It, apparently, the Bucks would lose seven. seven wins. Yeah, Chris Middleton is a seven seven win player. Evidently, and he, they gained. I can't read that green. Ma- on magic game six. Okay. Yeah, Magic Magic improved by six wins. So the Magic. If you if they add Chris Middleton, they become like a top four or five seed type team. Damn, <laughs> right, right in the mix. They should do this. Yeah, the Magic are a threat. So Orlando, I please. don't want
1: Markel Fultz though.
0: <laughs> what? Is, what do the Magic have a good pick? Nah, that draft's not that good. Don't really matter. Markel Fultz can't shoot. That's that's true. That would just I'd add settle for T.J.
1: Non- McConnell at this point. as the Bucks' starting point
0: guard? T.J. McConnell might be okay. <laughs> We're at that point. Eric Bledsoe has broken our brains as basketball fans. I I understand. But Bledsoe's another guy that, like, just like Middleton, he does the opposite, but it's like, do what you do good. I understand, in theory, that Eric Bledsoe has value as a basketball player. I shit on Bledsoe a ton. Probably, he's probably the buck that I talk the most shit about. Yeah. But it's because i know he's elite at a thing that he refuses <laughs> he to hate it like he hates driving but he is probably in the top 10 percentile of driving players in the nba he's, he's so probably strong. number 1 at his size he's so strong for the point guard position and his he arms can, are so long he can absorb contact he's good at taking a bump and like doing a little flip. he's mini lebron like it, <laughs> It hurts my brain to see someone as physically gifted I think it's, as him.
1: Is it bad? Like, do you think a good coach could get him to, like, hey, Eric,
0: you are a really good driver. Drive. Every time you shoot, I will yank you from this game. <laughs> if you shoot a three just because the other team's point guard is sitting in the paint and daring you to shoot a three, I will take you out of the game. Yeah. I, I honest to God, would wish that a coach would have that approach with him. Bledsoe's not. Ho- like he's a
1: bad three point shooter, but I feel like he makes more when it's catch and release yeah.
0: when it's than like the challenge one rhythm. Yeah. When he just gets the ball, like usually on like the break line. When like, he's the like top dribbling part. around. Yep, like when when he when he when he thinks about when, when you can tell he's setting up a guy to shoot a three, I feel like he never makes that three. Like when Bledsoe takes the ball, pulls it out, and it's like, Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna work I'm gonna do a dribble package and then take a pull up three. I, don't, I swear to God I've never seen him make it. I don't think so. He usually just throws it in the general direction of the basket at that point. Well, he's and, already crossed the guy up. Yeah, <laughs> because, I mean, he got him. And then the other guy's like, well, I wanted you to shoot that three to, in the first place, but now thank you for dribbling 17 times, so your chance of making it is even even worse than it was before when it was a catch and shoot. Chances <laughs> to drastically go down. To go down. But that, that is my biggest frustration with Chris Middleton. If that's not coachable for him... Then we got to move on. Like we've had, we've had two years uh, now. See, because
1: i my biggest hater. The person I hate the most is Middleton. I know for you, it's Bledsoe. For me, it's Middleton. So some of us, one of us is wrong. Choose your least favorite. Are we? I think yeah. we could both be right on this one pretty easily. No, somebody's got to be wrong. It's how how the
0: world works. I don't think that's not. I don't think that's necessarily true. What if I told you Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe both weren't good enough? Uh, no one of them's got to be. <laughs> one of them's definitely good enough.
1: One of them's good enough, dude. You're fucking underselling them.
0: God damn, which one though? Holy <sighs> shit! Y- you got to find out. It's a lot of pressure. All right. Maybe they can trade both of them, and then we'll see who does better somewhere else. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, I know that's a pipe dream. <laughs> you dream no of worry, all pipes been, again? I've been I've been told by many that DJ Wilson is the uh, is the answer to the Bucks' problems. <sighs> Gino's not on this episode. DJ Lanky Smooth out here, fucking weirdo. Shouts out to yeah, the most androgynous member of the Bucks. But yeah, there's. I mean, oh, hold on. Do we got more questions? I think there's one more. Maybe, maybe one more is
1: about but. And then it was about what happens with Giannis, I believe. Sorry, I can pull it back up. I'll get rid of the trade machine. That one. Um, I think Giannis is done.
0: What do you think happens with Giannis? If he doesn't stay, which teams would be potentially the biggest landing spot for what it's worth? He says he likes small market cities. Golden State. Uh, winning is number one for Giannis. He's going um, to Golden State. Come on. If anyone if anyone would go somewhere just because they want to win, it would be Giannis. Uh, uh, I mean, also LeBron. Yeah. Um, I've heard Toronto and Miami as Giannis landing spots. Miami doesn't seem like a place Giannis would enjoy whatsoever though. No, and I don't think that him and Jimmy would work. No. As a as an alpha dynamic. No, I don't think. I think, I, I think that those are both both guys that are really good when they're the unquestioned number one on a team. I don't know how it would go when I think Giannis could be a number two, but I don't think Jimmy would want to be, like, a 1B or even perceived as that. Yeah, I think it'd be mentally too much for...
1: I still think Jimmy's a mental midget. I still think... That's part of why I think
0: to... this team works so well for him, though. Yeah, but Because I... there's so many guys around him that complement his skill set, but none of them are the star. There's no question that star. I know, Jimmy's but I think the they're, they're going to run into problems at some point. And, the fa- and even with Bam Adebayo's, like, emergence, I don't think Bam cares about being a star at all. No, he doesn't. Like, it doesn't... Bam's such a chill bro. Yep, like, Bam always looks like he's zoned out until, like, play happens. And then he, like, snaps back. He's like, oh, yeah, we're playing basketball. Not like Brandon Ingram, who looks zoned out all the time. All the time. (laughs) But, yeah, Bam's Bam's, watching the series. Bam had a bio. facial expressions are awesome, actually. Like, there was a time where there was, like, a jump ball called during during play. And he was the one doing the jump. And he was just, like, looking around with his mouth, like, agape. Like, just kind of, like, staring at stuff. And then all of a sudden, the ref went to throw the ball up. He, like, shook his head and then, like, won the tip by a full foot. And then went back. And then he was back. But, like, I was like, where? Like, what is he thinking? Like, he just had the most, like, oh, boy. Like, he, was, like, he just looked bored. Like he it was, was all the <laughs> Trekkies. And then, boom, <laughs> boom he, was, he was Fucking on. mind games. But, like, that's that to me is a big reason why why the Miami thing is working as well as it is. Is There's nobody on that team who's interested in being the star besides Jimmy. So it's it's great for him. What about the Atlanta Hawks as a Giannis landing spot? Yeah, that'd be interesting if Giannis went to a team that was more on the beginning of a swing yeah. than going there to like finish something. Toronto just doesn't make sense to me either because they already won one. They got he he'd be a quiet shadow. Yeah, like he lost to them. So going, like, that, I, I can't, like, that.
1: LeBron never lost to the Heat. <laughs> yeah, I don't see
0: that as a Giannis thing at all. He has way too much pride, in my opinion, to do something like that. Um, I have no idea. Or does he try his luck in the West? Does Probably. Go to, go to Charlotte, maybe? I mean. <laughs> he wants to
1: be at the winner like Michael <laughs> like Jordan. Like Michael
0: Jordan? I don't know. Like, everything is in play at this point for Giannis. Um, no,
1: I think we can eliminate some.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. As far as like other teams, yes. Yeah, we, we can we eliminate get, okay. the Bulls. Not every, not everything is in play for Giannis. That's yeah. fair. Well, no, the Bulls. He still gets so mad because he pictures Mike Dunleavy that first oh, year he that he beats. made the playoffs and he just tackled the shit out of him. I get he it. He hates him so bad. As as do I. But as does everyone, fuck Mike Dunleavy. Fuck, fuck. Uh, Mike Dunleavy. Mike, Mike Dunleavy, Dunleavy isn't even worth it. Not even worth the mention. Oh. No. He's a pussy. Alright, that's all. He's, he's just, not he wasn't just a, a very good NBA player. No, and he was a grade A like pest. Yeah. He was good at he was like good at like he was the he would have been the kid in the backseat who hit his sister and then the sister hit him back and he'd be like, man, nah. like that's that's Mike Dunleavy. Yeah. Um but yeah, soft. I, I, I have no idea where Giannis ends up a year from now. I'm I telling you. But, I,
1: I'm telling you, man. He winds up in Charlotte. He wants to play with the winner, with the winner like MJ. Wants, like
0: MJ. MJ's going to come out of retirement. That, like not to mention this upcoming off he's, season. Remember,
1: because he's Scottie Pippen.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> fuck Kendrick Perkins. Like the Bucks, though one of the main reasons I'm very I'm like additionally pessimistic about the Bucks right now is that they have to do like they have so many questions, which we've covered a lot of them in, in this podcast today. They're going to try to do that, though, in one of the weirdest off-seasons we've ever seen. Like, yeah. it's gonna If they do fire Bud and if they are trying to retool, they're going to be doing that in, like, October and November, preparing for a December start maybe to the regular season, if we listen to Adam Silver, because yeah. he said even that the early December sounded too early. Some people are saying Christmas. Some people are saying perhaps not even until, you know, after the first of next year. I, nobody knows what next year looks like, period. No one has a clue if we're doing a bubble, if they're going to play in cities. Like There's so many things that organizations are going to be worried about outside of basketball entirely. And now yeah. you have a team coming off of these consecutive playoff disappointments who needs to make a jump and has to clearly has to do things to change what they've been doing but they have to figure that out while they're figuring out all of these other things. I just I think I think it's I think it's an incredibly difficult offseason to be a team in the position that the Bucks are in. I mean, probably the worst offseason of all time to be in that position.
1: Uh uh-huh. I don't know. Other than a lockout. Yeah, I was going to say. Like but- a, lo-
0: a lockout offseason would be worse, but like aside from like a CBA stoppage, I can't really think of any other time where I've been less confident that you'd be able to get a lot of stuff done. But I... I, I just yeah. like the... Like, the Bledsoe, I think, is one of the easiest contracts in the world to trade. Thank God. Because that's the other thing, too, is if the salary cap doesn't go up or goes down, a lot of teams are going to be pinched. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of teams that were like, well, I thought we were going to have an extra like $12 million to work with. Like, Yeah. It's, it, so, all of a sudden... If you're trying to unload a bad contract and usually if you, you know, stick a late first onto a bad contract, you could move it. I don't know if that's going to be true. Like, I don't... I, I, there's yeah. so many things about next season that are just unknowns. Everything, I guess, is an unknown at this point. And it's just... It's, it's, it's a bad time to be this uncertain about basically every aspect of your organization. Like, I... I don't know. I don't I don't have a ton of faith in in the coaching staff. Uh, the front office has done I think a, a good job. Um, not necessarily a great job, but it's a big test and we'll see if they're up to it. And if they're not, I uh, I think we see Giannis in a different jersey next year. Next year? Like after next year kind okay. of thing. Like I mean unless something crazy happens and the bucks are like 18 and 30 to start the year or something. And I mean, then, then maybe you just trade Giannis. And,
1: you don't think it's a mellow situation where he's like, hello, guys. I will not be. I will not be re signing with this team. I don't want to screw you guys. Would you please send me to a team I want to go to? That could happen.
0: I, I think. And actu- raid them of everything they have. Yeah. I think, actually, if Giannis is planning on leaving, there's a really good chance that he would tell the Bucks that. Yeah. Because, um, again, like, that just seems. It, when you said that, I was like, yeah, that feels like something Giannis would do. Exactly. Even if he was going to leave Milwaukee, he doesn't want to leave Milwaukee gutted. Yeah. Like, he's not going to want the Bucks to just be in a horrible spot for forever. Like, Giannis genuinely, when he says, like, okay, they gave me an opportunity, like, this is where I grew up. Like, I believe all that stuff. Now, I don't believe that that means he stays forever. But I genuinely believe him when he says those could things. Yeah, that's to
1: spend the rest of his life after basketball living in Milwaukee. Exactly. Which is what I think might happen.
0: Because I think the more he goes to other cities, he's like, oh, no, too many people here. <laughs> yeah. But he wants to win. He does. And that's going to be number one. Um, so I, I think actually that there's... A, Just got an update on my phone. Wiz Khalifa's new mixtape drop. in case oh, anyone cares. Oh, yeah. But I, I haven't really heard a lot of people suggest that. So I'm glad you brought that up, that... There's there's probably a really really good chance that Giannis does a mellow, um, which is basically mellow doesn't get enough respect for that. No, that's such a. I at the time was like, man, I loved like mellow for whatever reason. Mellow in that powder blue Nuggets uni was just like, uh yeah, looked fucking right. But when he knew he was going to leave, the fact that he went to them and was like, hey, I will most likely be signing elsewhere this off season. Um, if you wanna secure some kind of return on me, you should do it now. Because otherwise I'm gonna walk and you guys will probably have nothing and be screwed and just have they'll be we see it every we see it every offseason. The team that has the max cap slots and then nobody goes there and then they just throw twenty million at like mediocre players. Why
1: do they teams do that? Is there something every, every year
0: you lose that money if you don't spend it? Here's the thing, and this is there is, a, there is a cap floor. I know, but that just means you pay everyone more. Exactly. Even if you don't reach the cap floor, all that happens is the amount that is between where you're at and the floor, that amount gets distributed evenly amongst the guys on your team. But you still have that cap space, technically. Like Those guys are making that money in the interim, but you would have the cap space to take on. like. And I I, give- every year we see teams get rewarded for not... Doing the dumb signings because guess what somebody gets into their next season and things aren't going the way they wanted or this contract's not workable anymore or whatever teams are always looking for trade buddies with cap space to absorb a bad contract and guess what you get for absorbing bad contracts draft picks (laughs) prospects that maybe aren't playing on a team that's contending you get these kind of lottery tickets and these these ways to rebuild without having to make your blow-up as painful as you did like I think we've seen Oklahoma City do a wonderful job with that. Like, hey, we'll take on these guys that maybe you don't think are that good. If you just give us first round picks to do it, sure. We'll we'll eat that money. We'll we'll take the Chris Paul contract if it comes attached with two firsts and two pick swaps like they like And Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, like <laughs> having cap space isn't a bad thing, but GMs act like they lose their job if they go into the, like if you're not a good team don't spend money. It's fine. It's what,
1: okay. Is it maybe job security thing where like we're trying <laughs> to make it look like you have but to But I'd have, rather be keeping a hundred with my GM and be like, yo, I'm not signing Carlos Boozer to the max.
0: I would rather be like the process sixers than the Hornets. Yeah. You know? Like I would I would rather know that like we suck and we're not paying anybody, but it's on purpose. Like that is what we're doing. We are doing this course of team building, and when we think we're good enough to actually matter or to be in a position where signing one of those type of guys would make a difference, sure, we'll do that. But we're not going to pay Carlos Boozer twenty two million a year. We're not. We're not going to make those type of signings. We're not going to do the We're not going to pay Nick Batum twenty five million a year. We're no, not. No, hold gonna on. Take, <guy>. We're not gonna just sign the second level guys We're not gonna pay Tyler Johnson 22 million yeah like stop signing the guys that don't move the needle to these 20 plus million dollar a year contracts. I can't think of a single Stop example that's him. never worked out. I would never sign Tyler Johnson. It doesn't make sense. No, just in general. Oh, just him specifically? Yeah. Okay, oh well, that's fair. <laughs> I think the Nets only did it because they didn't have enough people for a basketball team. All right, I guess. The Nets, the Nets had a really... The Nets were starting Chris Chioza in the playoffs. So, I mean, it was pretty, pretty hard times in Brooklyn. Yeah. When you have half your team opt out or be injured, it's a tough, <sighs> tough road to go. It is tough. But... And T-U-F-F. speaking of those Nets, that's another reason for pessimism as a Bucks fan. That Nets team's coming. Yeah. that's. That, that, I don't that.
1: think they're going to be good enough to win it all this year, though.
0: I think they'll be better than the Bucs, though. That's not saying much. It's No, it is, though. <laughs> it's the Bucs are one of the top teams in the East. Are they? And uh, Yeah, top four at least, clearly. Uh, they haven't not made the second round of the playoffs in two years. Like, I, I, I guess. Are there, there five better teams in the East? No, but uh, they're... I don't take them seriously. Yeah, but if you're better than them, then you're. I mean, you're probably a team that should be taken seriously. Yeah. Unless you don't take anyone in the East seriously, and then we're just playing. I mean, we're back to the late '90s, early 2000s. I mean,
1: kind of. There's but, no one uh, once last like outside of last year. Once yeah. last and. And LeBron-led teams. You yeah. take away LeBron and you take away last No, year. I mean,
0: the East has always historically been weaker, but... Why is that? Because the West has better weather. Like, oh. the, the Western markets are better. Oh. You have two L.A. teams. You don't have as many cold-weather cities. Like, the West has way more attractive destinations for you got to get players.
1: DH in the... In the- <laughs> <laughs>
0: the yeah, the East is allowed to have. I don't know. The East can play half their games in a different city or something. No, they
1: get to uh, they get to have somebody else shoot their free throws. Mm, okay, that'd be Super great
0: for, Arbitrary. That'd be great for Giannis. I know if Giannis could can Des- have designated his- free throw shooter. Yeah. Oh my god. Like one guy in your team just doesn't shoot free throws. Oh, that'd be great. Every time Giannis gets fouled, Middleton comes with a free throw line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like when you earn, like earn a penalty kick in soccer, but you're not good at taking them. And like someone called, like, hey, you know that guy takes it. It's like, okay, all right, you earned the foul, but you're not going to shoot the, the the penalties. Okay, yeah, like, that seems yeah. fair. Yeah, I, 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 you pick I, one guy in your team, though. Yeah, he's the designated the designated shooter. No, the what guy am? that
1: ha- can have a designated
0: shooter. Okay. So you're DH for him, Yes, just like because you would for a if, pitcher. Yeah,
1: but you couldn't have it Chris Middleton because if he's not on the floor. Right. But if you're like, oh, Giannis is shooting free throws, uh, Brooke Lopez, you're in the game, go yeah. shoot him. Okay. All right, you know.
0: I like it. That gets a way to give, bring a little more But not the West, only in the East. Yeah, the East, because the East is the one right now that doesn't have as many desirable like teams to go to. Or would you just
1: have a guy that comes into the game Shoots the free throws and, and walks off the court.
0: He <laughs> just makes them both and then just, just walks away. Yeah. I, I could support that too. Even Kyle, if he misses the second one, he's still, he still going to immediately have to leave the court. Kyle Corver would also be God tier for that. Oh, he'd play till he's 60. <laughs> Kyle Corver could be your designated hitter <laughs> until he was a million years old, without a doubt. Like, Yeah, I think that's maybe, maybe for next episode. We need some more brainstorming ideas for ways to, to make up the difference between the East and the West. Because it just doesn't – why would, like, for most of the Eastern so, – like, you think about it, like, who wants to, like, Minnesota, like, Milwaukee? Like, it's a sport that's played in winter, man. Like, winters. Maybe suck. you should play in the summer. Yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed A lot of people have said they can't get into it in the summer, yada, yada. It, that part, again, to me, hasn't mattered at all. That, it, it uh, for me, baseball has been too damn good. The baseball has been excellent. I mean, would you like to, would you like to hop over and discuss a little baseball? While, while? I can talk baseball.
1: Um I mean, Padres, that's my jam. White Sox have been fun. They lost tonight in dramatic fashion. They lost in the bottom of the ninth.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> to the Pirates of all teams, to the Pirates. Too. It was rough. Both dirty, dirty Pirates.
1: The but Pirates did everything the Sox did. Every time the Sox scored, they scored. They're like, hey, we out. can do that, too. Um, so that was tough.
0: Um, but, yeah, they've if, you, been fun. If, you, if you're a fan of, say, of just fun teams, and if you like bat flips and let me, big let me, personalities, like San Diego and the White Sox are where it's at.
1: Let me throw this out there as well. If you're not into baseball, this is how I got into it. You got to get a second TV or at least like throw a, throw a game up on your laptop because if you got two games going, there's very little downtime, which is my biggest complaint about baseball. Baseball. So by so, by
0: doubling the baseball intake, you decrease the downtime. Yeah. It makes it more manageable. Yeah, I'll say. Because one
1: baseball game, unless
0: it's super close and it's a super interesting game, it's hard to get into. Yeah, most of a baseball game is waiting for the baseball to happen. Yeah. I would also say, oh, man, I I I was having kind of similar thoughts about that myself, actually, with baseball. And with mine is baseball is one of the sports where I really like coming into it, into the game a bit. I love picking up a baseball game in, like, the fourth or fifth inning. But, yeah, I can pick up a baseball game. Any yeah, between the fourth and like seventh inning, I'm good to yep, just because you in. kind of because then all of a sudden you get the backstory for what happened, and as each player comes up, you can kind of see how the day is gone and where 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 things have happened. Like baseball, on its face, there's not a ton, but when you're kind of, when you're kind of catching up to a game and getting into like okay, so this guy's he's got a double and a single today, two RBI, like okay, wow, he's he's swinging a hot like it just it gives there's a little bit of a story and. The story, especially in the early innings, kind of unfolds pretty slowly a yeah. lot of times. A lot of first times through the order, the pitcher is just kind of mowing you down. And there's, there's a lot of baseball games that are 0-0 after the third. Yeah. And then things start happening. But like, so baseball for me, yeah, the dual screen is fantastic. Picking up a game in the middle of a game, just do it. Sometime, give it, just pop in. Don't. Who cares? Whatever. It's a random game. Like- also, baseball, especially
1: for today's generation, is super friendly. If you just watch one game and you're on your phone a ton, mm. like. There's not a ton of action happening, so if you're, like, on your phone and you miss something, it's a, you're going to first off hear the announcers like, Oh, my God, i and then
0: you'll get a replay right away. It's a great phone-watching sport. Yeah, This year, more than ever, because the crack of the bat is so audible. It's so audible. So, so you're immediately, your head pops <laughs> up. Yep. When I, like, I was at my parents' watching a Brewers game, and there was, like, runners on the corner, one out or whatever, and I was, like, in the kitchen, and I heard the crack of the bat, and I was like, that's going to score a run. Yeah. It was a sack fly, but like you could just hear it and you like knew like a play was going to happen because it made like that sound was like it's it's not, out, you can't do it any other year because yeah. you could never hear it this audibly, but it's kind of cool being able to like tell the difference between what like a barreled up crack sounds like and when like a guy like gets it off the end of the bat and just kind of like and then you know a weekly flies out or not like yeah. baseball is elite phone watching sports. It really is. It's it's top tier phone watching. Um I mean, these these are all things we're we're all here, we're just plugging baseball, guys, yeah. you know? MLB trying to get, that check, Trying to get a younger audience. I'll, like we I'll
1: be a better commissioner than anyone you've ever had in the past fifty uh in my lifetime.
0: Yeah. If you listen to the show, there's a ninety nine percent chance that you're younger than the average baseball viewer.
1: They're average <laughs> baseball too. Baseballs yeah. last for years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so
0: get in, get into it, man. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be wacky. Uh 16 teams making the playoffs, I think is going to make for great great drama. And even if it's kind of stupid, but fuck it.
1: <laughs> and root for bad flips.
0: Oh man, they if, piss yeah. off old people so much. Bat flips are bad flips are fantastic. Um and pitchers throwing heaters at the Astros, I'm I'm here for it too. Fuck the Astros. Yep, I say. It. If you just watch it and even if you just watch Astros games to root against them. It's pretty that's, fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah, like that's there is there, Also if
1: you're a late night type of person, uh West Coast baseball is pretty decent. Yeah,
0: I mean, you got you got a lot of teams that are that are having their first pitch, you know, eight eight thirty, eight forty five, nine o'clock. Like, you get you get a lot of a lot of nice late games, and with everybody playing within their divisional alignments this year, that means that there's basically always late start times. So that's been a lot of fun too. Um, but yeah, just get base, baseball, baseball without a crowd. And Astros are tied with the Athletics right now. <laughs> right now, top of the seventh. abbreviated season and all that. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, should check it out. We might be might be doing a little more baseball talk in the future here than we than we used to. Yep, I um, damn sure will be. But less Cubs talk than ever. Fuck the Cubs. Fuck the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to get to before we uh, call it a day here today? Um, right off into the sunset.
1: Oh, man, no. Are, wait, are we? Are uh, we? Fuck. I was gonna make the reference. No, it won't won't matter. I was going to say the guy on the Vikings who literally rode off from the <laughs> sunset.
0: Jared Allen? Jared Allen. <laughs> yeah. We're going to pull a Jared Allen right now and tip our cowboy cap, and away we go. Howdy. Well, well, hell Well, yeah, partner. Um, so, yeah, with that, I uh, thank you guys for listening. Do, do appreciate it. If you have any input for the show, as always, we would appreciate those emails. Please email us by emailing jabronisports at gmail.com. By the way, is Kyle basically our Tony Reale at this point? Kinda, of, I mean, yeah, it's a little, little bit, little bit. Let's, Kyle. We need you to do fact checks. Yeah, yeah. I will say you're already, you're already the mail, the mail time guy. You are our mail time. Um, we could use some fact checks if, if you get an opportunity. Um, but yeah, if you guys ever have any, you know, ideas for content for the show, anything that you think is interesting, noteworthy, you should check out. Email us at the email address I gave before. You can tweet at us or interact with us at Trabroni Sports or email us at. No, yeah, jabronisports at gmail.com. Uh, the Twitter is yeah. jabroni underscore sports. Um, otherwise, I'm AJ First and I'm... at your boy... I am at it's your boy, Gonzo. And uh, that's all I got for you kids, all right? We'll, we'll see you next time, jabronis, all right? Bye,